doing there? What's up, Melanated family? This is your brother, Harrison, man. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. Happy to be back. This is a good Saturday evening. Uh, thank you for everybody that has, you know, continued to rock with your boy. If this is your first time listening, this is the Melanated Convo podcast. We do a show here where we interview different people from our community, whether it be entertainers, politicians, different influencers in our community, always looking to inspire the family. So that's why we do the interviews. We do a lot of, I do a lot of um, um, commentary where I, you know, commentate on things that I see in the community that's going on, but all of it is in an attempt to empower our people family. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. This is your brother Harrison. Hit that like button, subscribe, get down with your boy. You feel me? So I have a couple news stories that I wanted to discuss that I'm going to add context to so we can have a conversation. You feel me? Because I bring news stories about what goes on in black society, but always remember the news stories are just to gain perspective. Like some, it's not meant like to judge the people involved. It's not meant to dig deep into the, the accountability of the people involved. Sometimes it's not that. A lot of times it's just to add perspective and to give us a different way of thinking about shit. You feel me? So something I want to bring up real quick, right? Like just, again, uh, uh, all my conversations are always going to be, you know, they can help any walk of life, but it's going to be for my melanated family, right? One of the big problems that we have, family, looking at our community, looking at the neighborhoods that I frequent sometimes, you know what I mean? There's a, the, the, uh, some of the systems that have been instituted to quote unquote help us have over time become to be, be like got to a point where it's hindering us and sometime even getting in a way of shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like the the concept of getting um something for free. Like you don't have to necessarily work for it, you get it for free. This is and as I get older I'm realizing this is a disaster regardless of the situation you see what i'm saying and i bring this up because i'm in my neighborhood shopping getting some stuff for my business i see a young black family in the store right big ass grocery basket full of shit like looks like thousands of dollars worth of shit right so i'm i'm aware by listening to them talking shit that this is some this is like an ebt type of transaction whatever like i'm not tripping on that i'm I, I was raised in a particular neighborhood where my mom had to get on assistance for a while. And I don't frown. I, I don't frown upon people in our community who need assistance from the government at times. Right. That's not my problem. But here's the thing, family. Too often the the being in a position where you need something from someone else. Being in a position where you're getting something for free, where you're getting assistance, where you're not working. For whatever it is you fucking receiving, a lot of times this creates a lot of negligence. This this can damn near ruin someone's psyche about what they have to do for themselves. You see what I'm saying? If it's a certain type of person, because I'm looking at these, this black brother and sister, they got a basket full of shit. They, they are hella negligent. Their daughter is just running around, fucking everything up. His hair ain't brushed. Her hair ain't done. The daughter ain't got on shoes. I'm like, there. Let's let's. We have to be honest with our family. We have to be honest with black people. You feel me? 
Like I'm this, this is what this is all about, family, of being honest about the things we go through and who we are. Sometimes we get way too comfortable with the nigga shit. We need to realize this, right? The, the, the welfare programs that was instituted in this country, um, even though there's, you know, a small piece of it was to help, there was some racist um, innuendos involved in establishing all of this type of shit. But at this point, looking at some of, some of my people, I'm looking at some of my people like you taking advantage of the system, taking advantage of the welfare system, not valuing hard work. There's a negative effect that happens with all of this and it reverberates through all of us. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm looking at this young brother and sister like, God damn, like we have to do better, man. Sometimes when you are given things, when you don't have to work for nothing, there's no value in it. That's why we always see people who win the lottery, get hella money. And a year later, they broke. We see our neighborhoods at times and, and, and feel me when I say this, because I understand the systematic endeavors that have contributed to putting us in particular places but you go to a neighborhood where nobody owned the house you go to a neighborhood where it's section eight or welfare or some sort of assistance program is the primary source of income you see a lot of neglect you see this is a real thing family and again i have to preference it my mom had to be on welfare at times i've seen other people friends people around me we i mean this is the community that i personally grew up in Everybody who was on welfare wasn't shiftless or unaccountable or um, um, didn't hold themselves to a certain standard as far as integrity is concerned. That's not everybody. But all too often, if we're talking about fixing our community, see, we can't go to people or influential people all the time as a means to fixing the community. Hey, you're influential. You have money, access, resources. Help us out. That's one thing. That's necessary. A lot of times we got to go to the goddamn parents. We got to go to the people in the actual community. And when we do that, we have to realize, family, some of these programs, some of the dysfunctions that have been put on our people is on autopilot right now. And how I think this is how I think about it, family. If as a black society, we're going to prosper and get to a particular place where we have wealth, where we have unity, where we have all these things. We have to attack, in my opinion, we have to attack the sections of our society that need the most help. And for me, the first demographic of people in our community that need help immediately is the people that's in the hood, the people who are suffering the most from systematic racism. Let's just put it out there for what it actually is. You see what I'm saying? So seeing this young couple in the store like made me focus on it a little bit but like damn man we have to help our people because at times i see black individuals doing nigga shit just to keep it honest just to be real you know what i mean and i get offended like i get offended a little bit i'm 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 embarrassed a little bit you see what i'm saying but if we pull back the layers to why our people act the way they act it's no wonder we're crazy at times. It's no wonder that we conduct ourselves in a particular manner at times. I'm not making excuses for it, but everything that's happened to us systematically, if you look at the long history of everything, a lot of this shit is still on autopilot. Not an excuse for people to just be ratchet and do whatever the fuck they want to do, but I'm 
being empathetic when I look at my people. You see what I'm saying? But even with that being the case, everybody, like I had a show the other day where I talked about hard work for young people, like young black men dating, why hard work is important. Well, it I want to kind of bring that back a little bit because hard work is important for everybody. Like getting things for free, not going through the process of um, not just working hard for something, but the process of the preparation it takes like to be successful at something or to be knowledgeable about something like to 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 involve yourself in anything that you're going to be that you're going to accomplish something in or be advantageous you got to put in some hard work you got to pay attention you got to focus you got to this shit sounds simple but this is necessary family and all in 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 growing up in urban communities I've seen too many people who get used to the welfare system. They get used to the handout. You see what I'm saying? And when we look at the wealth in our country or the wealth as it pertains to black people in particular, when we look at our wealth, when we look at our standing in this country, it's going to take all of us. So I'm looking at the people in the hood who ain't got shit. I'm looking at the people who are uh, uh, millionaires or who are well-to-do and have resources. I'm looking at the people right in the middle who just barely getting by. We need everybody to kind of make sure this shit get to where we needed to get to. You see what I'm saying? But when we're looking at, because I'm, and I always say this, but this is just my mentality, family. I liken it to a basketball team, right? I'm an ex-athlete who played basketball. I'm, a lot of my metaphors will kind of go that way. You know what I mean? If you're on a team, you're only as strong as your weakest link. You see, the person at the end of the bench, you're still going to practice with them. You're still going to make sure they're prepared a championship team or a successful team, everybody kind of has an idea of their role and their capabilities. You know what I mean? That's the same shit with black society. So when I see some hood shit happening, you feel me? I'm not one of them kind of black folks. When I'm in my neighborhood, when I'm in my neighborhood or the neighborhood I grew up in and there's some hood shit going down, I'm always contextual with what I'm looking at. You see what I'm saying? Because some of our people just don't fucking know. Some of our people ain't don't know nothing about history, got a traumatic upbringing, don't have any structure in their home. There's all these things that we're dealing with. You see what I'm saying? So I'm paying attention to this. But at the end of the day, this is why we do things like this. So we can educate the people in our community who don't understand that their level of accountability is important. Right. While still acknowledging the systematic disadvantages that have put a lot of our families in particular situations keep it i mean be honest you're walking around with last names like smith johnson my last name anderson who the fuck are these people like this ain't culturally identifiable with anything we have lineage wise you see what i'm saying so to have black people who need therapy black people who have different mental issues black people who have identity crisis like a a, a story i'm gonna get to here in a minute I'm empathetic with all these things because of what the system has done to us, but we have to acknowledge it. See? So I'm always quick to acknowledge it. This is what happened. This is how it took place. Let's talk about it. Let's acknowledge it. Now you got to fucking do something because I'm, I understand that the actions of an individual black person doesn't, it shouldn't reverberate to all of us. Like I understand that concept and it makes sense. That perspective makes sense. But in actuality, we get grouped together. And like I said, I'm in a store witnessing this young black couple do all this ghetto shit letting your daughter run around with no 
shoes on her hair ain't done your hair ain't done y'all talking hell loud as hell a nigga you calling this little girl nigga you calling this little girl motherfucker i'm a little embarrassed i can't lie right like wouldn't y'all be like how do y'all think about that like when you see this is <laughs> when you see somebody black in public around you doing something that you don't think is appropriate or something you don't think um could benefit not just them, but all of us in totality. How do you deal with that? You see what I'm saying? Do you say something to them? Do you just say, no, that's them niggas, that's not me? Like as a black person, how do you approach a situation when you see someone black doing things that you don't approve of? We're not being judgmental, right? Because like I said, it, they had a grocery basket full of shit. I know they, and they was conversating hella loud about EBT and how much money they got left. And it took hella long. You see what I'm saying? So I'm, I come from that too. And people around me come from that too. So I'm not shitting on the welfare system or I'm not shitting on the fact that some of our brothers and sisters have had to use government aid to better themselves. But we need to realize that's just like a stepping stone though. You see, we, we have to keep it real. We're going to talk about the racism and everything that takes place that we don't like from outside of our community. But we got to address the shit that happens inside of the community, too, family. You see what I'm saying? So depending on uh, um, um, the, depending on the welfare system, depending on Social Security, we need to we have people in our community who abuse these things. I'm not talking about somebody who really needs help, who can't work, who let's I mean, come on, man. Shit. That's not the point. But we have people who abuse the systems and some of these systems are already designed to neglect us or designed to impoverish us. You see what I'm saying? Like being black in America, and I, and I, and, and I always say versions of this, but y'all need to make it clear in your mind. Fuck where you're from, what part of the country you're from, what country you're from, or what part of this country you're from, what island you're from. None of that shit matters. When you're black, shit is a little bit different for you. Like how you're viewed by law, authority, people around, it's okay to acknowledge that family. You don't need to get hit in your face with some shit based on the fact that you thought this didn't happen around here or I'm this kind of like, no, nah, we all together. The incident that I, I feel bad for everybody that deals with the, the families of the mass shootings and all of these tragedies we've had to witness over the past two, three, four months. All of this shit is bad. Like I pray for these families. I, I, grandma's getting shot, little kids getting shot. This is horrible shit, right? But let's keep it real. This is America, family. This is what this country is. This country is founded on war and deceit and taking what's yours and using the gun to manipulate and kill at will. This is a day at the office for American culture. You see? So I know people don't want to see the mass shootings and see all the negativity in society, family. But this this country has created this environment. Has created this environment. If they wanted to stop mass shootings, I promise you they could. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I promise you they could. If you want to do the homework on some black rappers who may or may not be doing shit in the hood, if you want to do your homework on them and put a Rico case on them and follow them for seven or eight years, connect a mama, connect a girlfriend, connect every dollar they spent. If you can do that, 
if you have to, in, if you have the intelligence to chase down niggas and put the Rico charge on niggas, hmm. So you don't got the ability to put a similar type of case on these white supremacist groups. If you see the manifesto, get an idea where he bought all the shit from the young dude in uh, Texas. I think it was you, you Falva, Texas. I think I'm, I'm, I may be saying that incorrect family, but this young guy was a, 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 a um, Hispanic or a white Hispanic. I would say who still had racist views. He didn't have money. He came from a family that didn't really have resources, but he had all this expensive ass equipment Family, if we don't think these mass shootings are connected to something bigger, you're out of your damn mind. So you have to come to the resolve that this country really don't want to do shit. Because for me, understanding how America works, if we talk in politicians, if we talk in people in power, if they dig deep about what's going on, that shit's going to land in their backyard. You see what I'm saying? So when we see this as a community, what we need to do is realize, okay. I have to figure out a way to unify with my people. There are no outside sources coming to save us. They, uh, California is creating a reparations commission. So hopefully we get reparations here in California. But it's, it's a joke how when it comes to giving us fair treatment, giving us what's quote unquote old, all of a sudden it becomes a handout. It becomes pick yourself up by your bootstraps. When Jewish people, Asian people, white people, every immigrant, because we're all fucking immigrants, let's keep it real. Every immigrant who came, well, actually, we was here first. Every immigrant who came here got a leg up by the country, by this society, whether it be a governmental program, whether it be some type of grant, whether it be reparations, people who've come here who've been neglected or taken advantage of get shit for being involved in a situation like that so we should too you see what i'm saying so all of the situations you see on the news because all these different mass shootings man look family i don't know what the government is up to i you, you i mean i want to look at the news and see it for what it is and say okay everything they said everything they just told me is true and factual but we don't fucking know dealing with this country and incidents happen and then 15 years later we find out who was really involved we find out all the deep you see what i'm saying so if we black and we witnessing this country operate like this what are we to do specifically you see this is what this is why the unification piece the parenting piece every all the intimate details about how we do things in this country should be examined because a lot of it got like a it's 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 tarnished by the racism we've had to be subjugated to and a lot of it ain't even based on its traditions that we're following based on being in this country and family i don't knock anybody who say i'm not celebrating shit america got to offer no christmas no halloween no thanksgiving no who who could be mad at anybody who took that stance when we know the origins of all of this shit that we participate in? You see what I'm saying? So it, it, look, family, we I continually find different ways to speak about how we need to do better, and it's a it's a real thing. Like I come from a particular community, and I want to speak for those people because sometimes they don't know sometimes they don't care sometimes they own autopilot sometimes we dealing with so much trauma and 
in in traumatic things basically that have taken place that now we we numb to it kind of you see what i'm saying and that's not cool man we need to be able to say i'm hurting I didn't like how this happened. My mom left me. My dad left me. I didn't have food growing up. I didn't have resources growing up. That shit shouldn't be commonplace. You feel me? So when I see a young man, the reason why I'm talking about this in particular, when I see a young black man or woman conducting themselves in a certain way, it's just a reminder to me of how far we got to go. You see what I'm saying? I don't hold no contempt to the young brother and sister I seen, but the their mannerisms and their attitude and how in their perspective, it's it's gonna ultimately not all the time, but ultimately that can lead to something negative. Meaning, if you are a black person who has a kid in an urban environment, listen to me closely, and you don't have resources, money, car people around that can help resources, whatever that may be. If you don't have resources, if you don't have a stable structure, man, woman, or just woman even, but structured environment, nice home, like uh, uh, pride and integrity is put into your home. Black people who are born in situations where there's no structure, there's no resources, there's nothing really for them to grasp onto. These are the criminals we have to a degree. These are the individuals we have in our society who we want to talk shit about when they killing each other. But we're not really looking at, okay, who had these motherfuckers? Who raised them? Somebody raised them. I'm sorry. If you come from a, for the most part, family, if you come from a two-parent home, a particular type of structure, there's not going to be much shooting. There's not going to be much drug dealing. Poverty is the indicator of how we treat each other. Poverty is an indicator of who sells drugs, who involves themselves in the criminal underworld to a large degree, it's based on poverty. And then when you look at, because again, like I just said, being black in America is unlike any other ethnic group here. Like you need to begin looking at yourself as a, 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 a special class of people almost, because we have all these we have all these different monuments and we have all these different um, incidents that has taken place with us here on American soil. And we still here, we still thrive into a degree, but the residue of a lot of the shit that's taking place with us is still happening now. You see? So it's okay to acknowledge that, but at the end of the day, we should all want better. Like if we're going to get to a particular place where the wealth in our community is more plentiful, we on some black wall street type shit, we gonna need the people in the hood y'all. We're going to need the people in the hood who making seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars a year who own welfare, who don't work, who who don't work. I say we go after everybody and say, hey, look, learn your history a little bit. Know the importance of raising your child the right way, because if not, there's a prison system. There's a school system. There are systems in place that's waiting for your dysfunctional ass child because you're black. Now, America treats everybody a particular way, but when you're black, it's even worse. If you don't believe that or understand that, you need to do some research, family. You see what I'm saying? So as black parents, we need to be thinking about this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're black in America. Go somewhere else. Go back to Africa like they be telling us. Do some other shit. Like, switch it up country-wise. But if you here, if you're in the United States of America, you may get treated a particular way because of how you look in several different industries it can be on a one-on-one -on -one basis it can be in your job it can be in 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 social environments 
there's nothing wrong with being aware of this. But we have to at some point say, you know what? Some of the if, if you were raised in an environment where you didn't have a mom, you didn't have a dad, you didn't have structure. It was a lot of nigga shit going on all the time. I feel you. I've been there. I feel you. But you got to divorce some of that shit at some point. Because none of that really constitutes like longevity. When we talk about being here for our kids and our grandkids and the lineage of black people who look like us, that'll be here when we die, family. Do you want, and I'm going to keep saying this, but understand me. Do you want your grandkids? Do you want 30 years from now, your grandkids or kids getting pulled over by the cops and getting killed or getting or involved in the same type of racist structure? That's been like ripping this country to shred since everybody been here. You see what I'm saying? So I'm, my shit is try to do something to fight it. And there's a whole list of shit we always talk about, but that's important to me. Like how we present ourselves. I'm watching two black parents treat a young person like this. It's, 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 it's it breaks my heart because I understand what can happen to a young black kid who don't have structure, who don't have um leadership in resources and respect and all these things that all humans need but if we don't have it we really get fucked up you see what i'm saying as black parents you need to raise your kids on some emergency 911 shit like yeah you like everybody else in this country but you like but you not like everybody else in this country and that's fine you don't need no special privileges per se or or that don't mean you could just run amok but you should be aware you see what i'm saying so <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I didn't say the store. I seen it matter nothing, but shout out to that sister and brother. But black family, we gotta take parenting serious. We have to take our our lineage serious. We have to use systems that are put into place for temporary gain, like welfare. All of these programs that have been put in our community that has divided us to a degree. We can't lean on none of this shit because we we can't act like. The, the plan that this country has instituted against our people, a lot of that shit has worked. Like the, the division of the black family, it's on autopilot now. And it's several different fractions that's used to keep us at odds with one another. And the welfare system is one of those things. You see what I'm saying? But I know the flip side to it. I've seen women get on welfare and use the programs they have available to get a job, to get a job at the state, to get loans for a house like if you work the game if you work hard if you want to get something out of it you can use that system prosper it could be in your rearview mirror you see what i'm saying but we need to focus on that kind of shit like i know some of y'all working hard got your job you doing shit in the community you doing shit in life and you like fuck that black folks being all niggerish do your thing but no it all reverberates back to all of us if you I'm going to talk to my black family the way I do because your little boy, your little nappy headed boy that you don't give a fuck about, that you let run amok, that you haven't provided any resources for, that you talk to like shit. I don't want him at my doorstep. You see, I don't want to see him on the news on some gang shit because he went somewhere where he thought he can get love because y'all wasn't fucking with him like that. So, yeah, racism and all that is true. Sister, woo, this system. Has that a number on us, but personal accountability is important. You feel me? So I didn't mean to take that much time on that, but that's important to me. Like the 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 temperament of black folks, like when I'm in public and sometimes I'm in public and I see people who 
know what I do and we talk and I appreciate that. But just seeing black folks who on code, seeing black folks who who make it a point to speak to me, make it a point to have a small conversation with me, like give me that familial vibe. That's we need to practice that. I'm sorry. I know you want to act like you're white and just do whatever you want to do and not be connected to nothing. Really? I'm sorry. There's a target on your back. If they didn't tell you it's a goddamn truth in this country, don't use it. Don't use that as a scare tactic or a, 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 a hearing that makes you want to retreat or or need a whole bunch of, a, a whole bunch of empathy or make excuses or anything negative. Just be aware, family, and love the skin you in and, and try your best to build with people around you. You feel me? And do better. Everybody can do better. Everybody can do better. You see what I'm saying? Because I was also reading a study that kind of mentioned everybody, or not everybody, but like the, the large portion of black men that are in prison, the medium income for these men before they went to prison was anywhere between like 17 and 20 something thousand dollars a year. So we're actually, we can link resources and finances to crime. It's it, that's not, we're not speaking in absolutes, but to a large degree, this article I was reading was breaking it down. Like crime in the prison system, of course it works against all people in our society, but it really works against us. Like we are five times more likely to be in prison in state prisons than anybody that's non-black. You see what I'm saying? And something else I want to do, y'all. Hold on one second. One in 81 black adults in the U.S. is serving time in, in, in state prison. One in 81. That's alarming. So, see, so this is proof that if you don't raise your kids right, if you don't institute discipline, hard work, structure, resources, all of these things, you, you're creating a sitting duck. Like you're putting your young child in a position that's damn near unwinnable to a degree like you're 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 putting them in a position where the everything's stacked against them why would we do that so we have to like mate when we uh decide to get married or mate or be in a relationship everything has to be with i'm considering who i am in this country so this is going to affect how i procreate how i work in different industries, how I start a business, everything I do, I have to include the fact that I'm black in America. You can try to get away from it until you get your nigga wake up call. And I don't want you to get your nigga wake up call. <laughs> I don't want you to get your nigga wake up call. Have you ever seen a nigga wake up call? When you see somebody on black TV crying and they flabbergasted that something happened to somebody in their family, flabbergasted that something happened to them or something happened to their house or something. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because they wasn't including the fact that they black in America. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how in affluent you became or any of these things. At any moment, the system can attack you in a particular way. So let's use unity more than anything. You feel me, family? So next thing I want to talk about really quickly, maybe two months ago. Okay, so someone wants to talk about real quickly. So I'm I talked about this story uh maybe um let me see here. Two months ago, a black man who is a immigrant, so this is a brother who came from Africa, right? So this is a black immigrant. This brother's name is Patrick 
Loyola, a loyal, L Y O Y A, Patrick Loyal. But this is a brother from, I think he's from Congo. His family came here in like 2014. Um, he was in a situation with a white officer. The white officer's name is, hold on one second. I'll find his name in a minute. But the, basically, the white officer pursued him because it was early in the morning. The brother's tags didn't match. So something was wrong with his license plate or his tags. The cop pulled him over. And when I spoke about this, um, when I spoke about this, I, I kind of broke down how everything happened. The brother got out of his car, right? So he got pulled over. He got out of his car, which I don't recommend, but he got out of his car. He was acting a little suspicious. He ran. The cop chased him. The cop ended up shooting him and killing him, right? The, the cop saying now, his lawyer and everybody saying now, that he feared for his life. The brother could have possibly got his taser. All this bullshit that cops use when, you know, this is... It, we understand how it works at this point. You know what I'm saying? Because, it really, like I said on that video, I'm of the belief that police officers should be, like, not just thoroughly trained. So a year to a very long time being trained and um, get a, like a crisp understanding of the position and be in shape. Like I think police officers should be able to hurt individuals without shooting them, like without using that type of violence. I think the fear comes into play. Um, I think the fear comes into play because you're not equipped. Like you're just doing this as a job. I just need a pension. I just want to get home to my family unfortunately police officers firefighters there's certain type of jobs you can embark on in america where it's not the same as everything else like it's gonna take your heart and your soul it's gonna take passion you're gonna have to have a particular type of care for people in order for it to work right you see what i'm saying in police officers that's a tough job but not only are you agreeing to it but the powers that be aren't training you to a degree where you feel comfortable in a whole bunch of different situations so that's on that's the, the system has to get a handle on this you see what i'm saying because we can't negate the fact that we're treated differently by law enforcement the the police forces in this country especially in the south was um instituted or the start of it came from like slave patrols and making sure we had our id so a lot of it feel the same way you see what i'm saying it feel like it's nothing more than the same old types of racism just repeating itself. So I want to look at cops and say, okay, he's not killing this black man because he's black or, you know what I mean? But I don't see it happening the same way. Like the type of police killings we've seen against black men, the unarmed, the young men, the men who are in urban communities not doing much. And then the contrast is we see the mass shootings where you can shoot 11 people with hella armor on with an AK-47 and I'm going to just walk you to the police car. If this, if that type of behavior isn't glaring to anybody, you got to look a little bit harder, family, because that's, that's, it's, it's obvious certain things are based on how you look. You see what I'm saying? So anyways, this brother was killed. RIP to this brother. I'm bringing it up because at this point, the cop has been charged with second degree murder. I think it's the best they can do in that area because there was no way to prove it was premeditated. But in any case, the cop is charged second degree murder. We'll see where that lands because the process, the, 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 the cop's lawyer is already saying that he feared for his life. And, 
you know, trying to play the legal system to find a loophole out of it. That's just how shit works. You see what I'm saying? So we'll see how that unfolds. But another reason I spoke about that brother a couple months ago is because he's an African brother. In, 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 in our country, at times, at times, there's a rift between like, quote unquote, African-Americans or melanated people like I would want to call us and African brothers and sisters from the diaspora, from from the, the actual motherland. And we have incidents, uh, incidents where they come here and not all of them, let's be clear, right? Not all of them, but too many of them come here and take on the ideology of white supremacy or the ideology of white people who don't like us or when they get briefed. I've heard this specifically, family, when they get briefed and they're getting their visa card to come here or the process they have to go through to make sure they can come to this country. Some of the questioning, some of the um, um, some of the information they are attempting to get from them is like, you know, how do you feel about African-Americans? Maybe you should stay away from them. Like this is a the divide between us and black people from the diaspora is a real thing. But we have to remove that at time or in general. Actually, we have to remove it altogether because this story reminds me of like this young black man. This cop didn't know that you was from Congo. He didn't know if you was from Congo or Michigan or L.A. or the Bronx. You see what I'm saying? So we're actually on the same team, family. The people outside of our community do not separate us like that. It's one big nigga concept. I don't give a fuck if you're from the Dominican Republic, Africa, Michigan, L.A., same nigga. See, we do the shit where I'm Caribbean. I'm not really from this. I'm this. I'm that. Yeah, you may be, but at the end of the day, we the same. You see? So RIP to this brother. I didn't want this brother to have to lose his life. And, and this, this happened in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The brother Patrick Liola, which was a 26-year-old African man who was stopped by the cops. Cops pulled him over. He got out. Basically, long story short, he ran. The cop chased him down, shot him in the back of the head, saying he was scared. We know how the routine go. But I was bringing the story up because this is the African brother and it's important that our African brothers and sisters know that in this goddamn country, you are viewed the same way we are. So it's it's up to all of us to kind of put some of that bullshit to the side so we can unify because your black skin is your black skin. So RIP to that brother, the cop who shot him, got charged with second degree murder. This is a good thing. I'm Of course, I want all these cops to get life in even further us have a military section of our society where we can help our people like i'm 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 hopeful all these things will happen but if the cop goes to jail that's a very very small step because some of these cops get off you see what i'm saying so rp to that brother i'm happy the cop got charged with second degree murder i'm we, now we have to see how it ends up as far as how much time he gets how much credit he gets for the time that he's already done they always play all these games so we'll see but you know, I want to see the brother, the brother's death avenged in a particular way. Like I've said before on here, I get pretty mad and shit when I'm looking at how we're treated, but we're not prepared as an entire community to be violent with other races of people. We're not. We're not that unified yet. There, there's some things we have to work out before we can get there. But in the meantime, if the powers that be is going, you know, if the powers that be is going to charge this guy, make sure he gets some time in jail. It's all good. You feel me? So this is your brother Harrison, man. Melanated Convo. Thank you for everybody for tuning in to another show. Uh, hit that like button. Subscribe to the Melanated Convo on YouTube if you haven't done so already. I'm also on all of the, the 
digital platforms. So if you like to listen to podcasts opposed to watch them, you can go to Spotify, you can go to Apple Podcasts, all these different places, right? So next thing I want to talk about before I go, everybody, well, a couple things, actually. So another story about, let me see here, hold on one second. So another story about, this is a 14-year-old boy who lives in a city in Knoxville, Tennessee, 7,000 people in the city, um, 90-something percent white. We understand how a lot, of, a lot of these type of enclaves operate. So th- this is a brother who, a young guy who is in an all-white community, basically. He's, he's biracial, so he has a white mom, black father. His mother, the reason why I'm bringing up this story, like kudos to his mom. Like I want to say a shout-out to his mom because he was getting treated a particular way at this all-white school. Hella different events took place based on racism, drawings of monkeys, um, cost, monkey costumes, talking to him a particular way, like hella racist behavior. The mom finally got fed up with it. The school wouldn't do shit, so she sued for $2.5 million. This is what's up. Like, cause this is a Caucasian woman. I just did a story a few weeks ago about how a white mom who had a black son, meaning she had sex with a black man, she was suing the school for fucking teaching her black son about uh, 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 racism in black history. You see what I'm saying? So she was on the, the complete opposite scope of what I'm speaking about now. I'm saluting this mother because if you are a white person, an Asian person, a Mexican person, like if you have a black child, it's your duty to to inform them of what it what they may have to deal with being black in America. Like that's your job. You shouldn't have had sex with somebody black if you didn't want to have the black kid. You see what I'm saying? So I'm saluting this white lady because her 14 year old son was getting treated like shit at school. She did what she had to do. She she went through all the channels at the school that that wasn't popping. She eventually uh, 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 sued, and this is. You have to do something. You see what I'm saying? You have to do something. And we have to, like, we also have to realize when we have interracial situations, sometimes everybody don't have, like, everybody ain't there for the cultural differences. Everybody ain't there. Some people outside of our community can fuck us and have babies with us and still not like black people. This is real. You see? This actually happened. So I wanted to salute this lady. This white mother, it doesn't say her name or anything, but this is in Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, Church Hill Middle School, um, Church Hill, Tennessee, actually. Northeast, 80 miles northeast of Knoxville, actually. 7,000 people in the town, 96% white. You see what I'm saying? It's only like five black kids at the school this kid goes to. So I talk about this type of thing a lot because... This is important. Like, we're the, yeah, we know the ills that come with living in the hood, like living amongst black, poor people in impoverished situations. We know the dangers. We know um, how shit happened at times. And we get used to it and we get familiar with it and we got family with it. You know what I mean? This is something that we are aware of. But we also have to be aware when we have black people who are biracial, who have a white mom, black dad, white dad, black mom, whatever the case may be, there's an identity crisis that takes place. There's a um, there's a fork in the road that happens, so to speak. You see what I'm saying? And it's up to the parents to make sure they're clearly aware of their heritage, 
whatever that may be. And, and that could be anything. If a kid's Mexican, Asian, whatever a kid is, if you're mixed with a couple of different things, it should behoove the parents to educate you on what that is, which creates pride, which which will make you love yourself and have an understanding of what's going on. You see what I'm saying? And so this white lady, I salute this white lady. I'm I believe in like allyship. Excuse me. If it's genuine, you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I understand how everybody white ain't racist. I I'm I, I understand this. See, so. This mother, salute to this mother for seeing shit going on in this all-white community. And you know when you are a white person who uh, protects black people or or has like an understanding for black people or, or act like you're an ally to black people, they call you a nigga lover and they may treat you the same way they treat us. So there is a harm that can come to someone. That they, you know, you see what I'm saying? So I rock with this mom. This is important. Like all kids should know about their history, whether you got two black parents or not. But all too often we have biracial kids who are confused because they weren't told um, about their lineage or they're shoved in situations where the parents don't say nothing about it. So they're around all white people. They think they white. You see what I'm saying? They go around black people. They, they not black enough. Like there's this dichotomy that takes place in all of these things and shit we should talk about. But salute to her. Anybody, and that's all of us. If some shit go down at your kid's school, raise hell. Racialized events, we should never just take them softly. Like, we should never just let it fly by. We should always act in some way in particular. So this white mom, I salute her. She got a black son. Some shit happened at the school. Hella racialized events. The school didn't want to do nothing. She sued him. It gets on the news. It gets national attention. This school gets a negative spotlight. You got to do something. You see what I'm saying? So shout out to her, man. That's that that I I was proud to actually see that. You know what I mean? Because I know we got some allies out here, but we got to be hell on the situations when people outside of our race procreate with us just on some fetish shit and then end up terrorizing a goddamn black child. That happens too. You feel me? So this is your brother Harrison, man. The Melanated Combo. Thank you for joining me another week. Everybody in Sacramento, if you hear my voice, if you in Sacramento next week, the 18th, June 18th. I'm having my fourth annual Father's Day softball game, which is basically a tribute to the importance of fathers spending time with their kids, especially in like the formidable years of a kid's life. But it's it, it, it's all about saluting fathers, understanding that sometimes we get the short end of the stick, understanding also how important our role is in not just our kids' lives, but the community as well. And it's a time to come together. So we're going to have the softball game 12 to 4 next Saturday, June 18th. If you're in Sacramento, Father's Day softball game, food, raffle for all the fathers, uh, jump house with a water slide for the kids, barbecue, music, come rock with us, man, T-shirts for everybody. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a nice competitive game. It's also promoting the the need for exercise, like the need for cardiovascular movement. God damn it. You know what I mean? Like we all need to work to be as healthy as possible also. But the biggest goal of the softball game is to bring fathers together and let fathers know that our role is extremely important, regardless of how you got to the fatherhood piece, regardless of how you got there, you there now. And it's important how you interact with your kids and your family and the woman. It All these things are important and there's a leadership aspect that needs to be implemented. So this is your brother Harrison, man. The Melody Convo podcast. If you're in Sacramento next week, join us. For the softball game, it's free. It's completely free, completely free community event. Come out, play the game with us. Even if you don't want to play softball, you can come out and just eat, 
chill with us. I'm sure it's going to be pretty hot, but we're going to keep everybody hydrated. You feel me? This is your brother, Harrison, man. Melanated Combo. I'm out.